We know a lot about rain and snow. Last month, I was out in the yard in front of the rectory, and it, the grass was a lovely shade of bleach. <laughs> and there's this great big patch of it. You probably had it in your yards too. Remember fun days, after fun days when they take, took the tents away and everything like that? There's this humongous patch of bleached grass. And it stayed there. It's still, some of it's still there, but it stayed there for a long time. And when I walked on that bleached grass in front of my house, you know, it felt like bristles. So this isn't grass. This is more like bristles. Maybe I can clean my shoes with this because it's so, so tough and bristly. And it stayed that way, as you know, for a long time. Well, we did get some rain. We've been praying for that. And it does look a little greener now. And we see that the power of that rain, and I know we've been praying for rain for the crops because the, the leaves of our, our crops start to shrivel up when we don't get rain. That's not a good sign. And the crops may not bear good fruit because of that. We know the importance of water. No rain, no water, no water, no growth. And Jesus uses this simple imagery to speak to us always about his word and the power of his word. He speaks to us, he continues to speak to us, and speaks to us with purpose. Whatever he says, he intends for it to bear fruit in our lives or in the world. And receiving the word of God is like being watered with the rain or the snow, where the grass greens up, and it isn't this ugly bleached color anymore. We see it around us all the time, the reminders of the power of God's Word. Now, how does God speak to us in our lives? There are lots of ways. I'll give you a few. Maybe after Mass today, you can f tell me some of the ways that you have thought of as far as how God speaks or how God has spoken His Word to you. But one primarily, obviously, is through the Scriptures, which we have just heard and we're breaking open now during the homily. You can always depend upon God speaking to you through the sacred scriptures. He also speaks through the tradition and the teachings of the church. It is Jesus' word that is being spoken to us. You can always depend upon God to be speaking to us in that way. And these, these different ways that I just shared with you are readily available to you 24-7. God speaking to you. But also, there, there are other ways, too. And these are, these are important. They happen to some people. Maybe they don't happen to other people. But I'll share with you two examples of where, during the past week, I recognized God speaking to me. One was, I took a little time, just a time out, and, and I was praying the rosary. And I was praying about different intentions and, and whatnot that you do. And I heard God speak to me. Speak to me about uh, the way that, that I live my life in terms of my faith. And it, it wasn't this, this overwhelming thing that happened, but it was clear, and I knew that he was speaking to me. It's like, oh, and the other thing is, the other thing, those are the words that I needed to hear, because I was praying about a lot of stuff, and, and he zeroed in on what I needed to hear, okay? So we can hear God's word speaking to us through our prayer. Another one, and this is 
can happen to you tonight if, if the Lord is willing, is I was in Mass, and I wasn't presiding at Mass, so I was worshiping with the community, and the priest was preaching the homily, just like I am now. The readings that were set for me to hear, for all of us to hear, you know, had been established after the Second Vatican Council by a committee of people. So they didn't say that on this particular day, I'm going to hear these readings because I need to hear them. But that's how God arranged it. And this has happened more than once in my life. Here it is. This set of readings is speaking directly to me and to my life. And then the priest, when he was preaching, brought out exactly some of the things that I needed to catch or to hear from those readings. It happens. It can happen to you. It's happened to me. This is another way that God speaks to us. And this is not rocket science. It's not that you have to pray five million Hail Marys and, and walk on your knees or anything like that. This is, this is not rocket science at all. This is just what we participate in as, as Christians, as Catholics, as people who have a relationship with God. Okay? So those are some ways. Now, you might have other ways that you want to share. And please do. Please share that after Mass with others or with me, whatever you'd like to do. All right, so we, see, we know that God speaks, and God speaks powerfully. But then there's another part of that dynamic, and that is my or your receptivity, how you receive what God is speaking. And that's where that parable came in the gospel today. So imagine Jesus as the, the farmer, the sower, and the seed is his word. And the way that they farmed back in Jesus' time is not exactly the way that we farm now. But they took the seed and they just threw it all over the place. And they knew that some of the seed would not land on ground that was going to produce any kind of fruit. But they just kept spreading the, the, the seed in hope that they could yield the greatest harvest by the planting. And I want you to see that this is God generously and abundantly, not stingily, sharing his word with us. I mean, just imagine Jesus throwing out his word just like this, willy-nilly, everything, all, the seed's going all over the place. And this is what Jesus is doing with his word because he desires it to be planted in our hearts. Okay, so then we heard about the different soil, the receptivity of the soil. Some people can be like that road, that, that well-trod road, where there's just no way that the seed can begin to take root. It's kind of like, I'm not even interested. I might be hearing something, talk to the hand because the face ain't listening kind of thing. And people can be in that situation where God is, is talking to them, talking to them, talking to them. And they're saying, I'm not available. You know, you put your phone on mute or you, you just say, I'm not going to answer my phone right now like we do. Well, that's what we can do with God's word. This, uh, I'm not here. Sorry. Bye. And the birds come and gobble it up. So God's word will be used for a different purpose. And too bad it wasn't for the person to whom it was being spoken. Okay, then another one is that soil that's kind of shallow. Okay, so our hearts can be shallow soil. And the word is planted there, and we're going, yeah, wow, I, this is cool. This is really great. And, and there is a lot of pleasing things about our faith, and there's, there's pleasing things about the word. There's attractive things about relating to God and, and, and attractive things about his word. Sure, you bet. But then you start living with it for a while, and it's like, oh, it isn't what I expected. This is getting kind of boring. 
It's not exciting me. I don't think this is for me. You know, so you have, you have that initial wham, attraction to the word, to what's being spoken to you. But then, well, it's not so great. It's kind of boring. I'd rather go someplace else. That happens a lot. As well as that thorny soil. Okay, so there's lots of, there's lots of good soil there in the heart of a person. But the thorns, you know, they have the, they're the weeds. They're, they have the deep roots. Those are the sins that we're attached to. And some of those, some of those roots of the, of the weeds can wrap themselves around the good seed, too, to try to choke out the nutrients so that that good seed will not grow. So those are sins that we're attached to. Those are addictions. Those are habits. Those are things that, that we would rather pursue, and it's hard to give up or to say no to, rather than following, hearing the Word of God and letting it, if you will, grow in our hearts, the soil of our hearts. And that's a, pardon me for being punny, but that's a thorny issue in a lot of people's lives. We, we get to a point in the growth of our Christian lives, and it's just like, okay, I have to make a choice here. It's Christ or something else. And that's it. It's, it there's, no, there's no both and. It's either or. And, and so that's where those thorns, that's where those weeds really take hold. In, in, in our lives. And, and what Jesus is pointing us to is to say, don't live by the thorns, because the thorns are going to choke you out. Lastly, then you heard about the good soil. And, and that's where the Word of God is just planted, and it just grows, 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 grows. And we see that. We see that in people. You maybe have seen it in your own life, too, where there's this great soil, and, and there's, it, the Word of God is bearing wonderful fruit in your life. Great. Please, let it continue. And interestingly, I was reading about this. I'm not a person who works in agriculture, but I understand from what I was reading is that even in modern times, one seed that we plant in the ground would not be expected to, to bear 100-fold of, of yield, of fruit. It's just impossible, according to what I read. And I was thinking about that. If that's true, what Jesus said that that my seed, my word, planted in your hearts, the soil of your hearts, good soil, will bear a hundredfold fruit. And it's, it's, it makes total sense to me. Because when, when the word of God is growing within us, that's the grace of God working in us. And God is going to bring about fruit and graces in our lives that we naturally could not do. And that's where that hundredfold comes from. We'd be amazed and have been and will be amazed about how God works with that word planted in the good soil of our hearts. Okay, so here's what I want to ask you to take home with you. We're very familiar, as I said, with rain and snow, and we're familiar with what water does to the soil, to our grass, etc. So I want you to reflect upon how receptive are you to the abundant Word of God that is being shared with you? How receptive are you? You have the images, if I don't receive, I'm going to become like this brown grass, this bristly grass, or I'm going to be this crop that starts to wither up. Okay, so we've got the images right here. You know what it means to have verdant pastures and wonderful-looking crops, too. So what... How do I receive? How do I receive the Word of God in my life? 
And that'll take you to the soil that we reflected on. Just see, how open am I? And, and if, what would happen if I was more disposed, the soil was better, to receiving God's Word in my life? Ah, things would change. Things would change. And you'd bear even more fruit in your life than what you may be bearing now. Remember, rain and snow makes us grow. Abundant water from God's Word makes us grow. Anything else stunts our growth or makes us go in the opposite direction.